All right, so this week we have a lot to talk about. We always have a lot to say. A lot to talk about. And whenever I do research for our upcoming topics, um, I'm always like, how can I relate to all these issues? I don't know what else to say. I don't know what demons you left inside your body. (laughs) It's just like, especially, all right, so we're talking... Sorry, I was reading a lot of your notes and I was like, pizza out, pizza out. That's rat. what I'm saying. I mean. That's what I'm saying. I was looking at all of these things and I'm like, the fact that I went head first into all of these issues and I was like, I'm blind. I can't see. I'm blind. And you and um, Neha were very much telling me constantly, this is what's happening. This is what's actually happening. But I was like, excuses in my head. Um, you were also withholding information. I was. When you're withholding information from your friends about a boy, you yeah. know you're in too he... deep. No, you're not in too deep. You know he's an idiot. You... <laughs> yeah, but he... that's also when you've jailed up yeah. your self-conscious and your dignity. 100%. The claws were in there, and I was like a willing. You were like meditating through. You're like, I can't see it, I, I can't like, hear. This is all just very situational. Like, it's not him, it's the situation. I mean, that's, a be- that's the best thing about looking back on yourself and your yeah. growth. I have def- hopefully, I've definitely grown from that situation. But yeah, it was just like sobering looking at all this research. And I'm like, God damn. But also, do you think your subconscious is leading you back to him? Oh, like finding patterns that we spoke about. Maybe you want to talk about him. I don't want to. I don't want to you? like talk about someone new. I just don't have anyone new to talk mm. about. Haven't heard from Irish boy. It's been a week. Is he back? Um, I think. I don't know. I think it's been four weeks because that's how long he was going to be overseas for. But I know you say I think, but you know. <laughs> you checked. I, I don't know the dates that he was coming back. You do. I don't. <laughs> I don't have his itinerary. I know they're in your Google Calendar. That's not true. I just, okay. you know, I mentally know that, oh, he's gone for four weeks. You know, I have heard from him once, like three times, but that's it. Girl, we're talking about doing better. Yeah. And not accepting the bare minimum. <laughs> that's true. He's on holiday. You're not in a couple, so it's fine. We only hung out with him once. We'll unpack this if you see each other again. All right. Fair enough. So um, this we week. We digress. <laughs> How many times do I say we digress? Constantly, because that's all we do. All right, so we are talking about a few different things this week, but we're going to go through them all, unpack them. We're going to talk about action versus talk, uh, weaponized incompetence, and what counts as cheating. Big debates. Yeah. Just Big for, issues. For two little girls we like want, ourselves. We're feeling good this week, and we're like, you know what? Let's destroy yeah. our mental capacity this week. I have nothing ongoing in my life around men. I have not like been on any dating apps for about a few weeks now, I want to say. So why not just bring up the stuff in my past? I'm honestly about to delete Hinge and all my dating apps because I just cannot be bothered. And I'm just sitting there putting myself out there for what? Like I'm not even checking the app at this point. No. Um, I'm not checking any likes. I'm not on the app. I just like, I get annoyed at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. I'm thinking I want to delete it for a few months just because it's just sitting there and it's just dormant and what's the point? But it's still taking up energy in my mind. There's no one on there that you're, you're not talking to really anyone on I there. I was, but I just yeah. ghosted everyone because I'm just not in a place right now to 
chat to people. I don't want to. I'm not. I can't be bothered. Yeah, fair enough. So why don't we just swipe that clay slate? Clay? Slate. Slate clean. <laughs> karate chop it. I just want to karate chop boxing punch it. Bop, bop. Sorry, our boxing instructor always says bop, bop. That's what I want to do to Hinge and all the dating apps. Do you still have Tinder? No. No. I just needed a cleanse because I can't be bothered and I actually feel bad of I'm just treating these men like trash and I shouldn't be doing that because I am a better person than men. You are. I think I I I literally just have the app so like a little part of me can feel like, oh, but you're like out there still Mm. Um, because otherwise my social life is very not happening at at the moment. So like it feels like, oh, I'm still kind of out there like, Mm. but I'm not, I'm not doing any of the work. Very true. Maybe I'll, maybe, you know, we've got a busy week coming up. Yes. So maybe the next week we can get back on that train. At this point, I'm having guys in my hinge DMs triple messaging me every few weeks because yeah, I haven't have, responded. You have this one guy that messages you every week <laughs> and he like gives you his phone number and he's like, message me. Um, let's go out for food. It's embarrassing. Every week. Every single week. Uh, I'm just like... Do you know what my thought is when a guy has to message consistently after not hearing back from someone is, why do you have to try so hard? You know? Like, he's he's also trying with someone that's not giving anything back. But that's what it makes me think is he's quite attractive. So I'm thinking, not to be like um, like a bit of a dickhead, but you're pretty good looking. Like, you shouldn't have to try this hard. So... My thought process is what's going on behind closed doors. Mm. Something's not right here. You know what I've heard? I saw this from a guy on TikTok. He's like, sometimes men have no personality. So they go to the gym because that's all they can really do. And then they become gym heads, basically just in the gym 24-7, can only talk about the gym. So they do get really like buff and whatever their goals are. Um, But they still have no ability to have any kind of interactions or social interactions outside of the gym. So it becomes all they can talk about and think about. I think that's so accurate. I feel like I saw that on F-Boy Island with Abby Chatfield. Oh, yeah. And there's like 20 boys at the start. And there's like this one guy who's a gym head. And no banter, no charisma, obsessed with himself. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the girls show no interest, he's like, oh, like I don't even like them anyway. It's just like so immature. Yeah. It's like develop I yourself. I do that as well. I hate they it. just it's develop so their primitive. body. It's so primitive. No, no, it's I embarrassing because yeah. they have no banter. And like even sometimes when you go on Hinge and you see those dating profiles and I saw one that was basically just like him in different areas of the gym. That was his whole profile, like all his pictures. And his whole prompts were all about gym as well. Like someone that can lift with me, whatever it is. And I'm like, mm. But you know the other type of, so there's the gym heads who just have no personality. And they're literally the, the human form of chicken and rice and broccoli. Yes. <laughs> what that existence makes me so sad. They are the chicken and rice meal as a person. They are. <laughs> no, there's another kind of gym guy who was ugly quote unquote ugly mm. in their eyes whatever didn't have much luck with females they go to the gym the gym have glow a, up boy they have a glow up mm. and then they mistreat all the women because it's like payback yeah and it's also like their inner child it's like well now i can be a complete dickhead yeah. and do whatever i want revenge for the girls yeah. who rejected me they're worse they are than the no banter no charisma gym head bro because they have 
they've got the banter behind them as yeah. well because they're obviously they have had, had to, to develop yeah. <laughs> he had to have a personality if they were going to get anywhere alive and then they do the gym glow up and all of a sudden the most elite dickhead that you would ever meet but they're good at it yeah and the most elite like yes they have like they'll fool you they've got yeah. their wall paint on because they'll come up to you they'll better have that charisma you can tell you can tell if he's a chicken and rice gym head yeah or a glow up junkie yeah. junkie <laughs> a glow up gym junkie yeah. there's many types of male species yeah they're all to be found in the gym well where were we? on that <laughs> on that one um let's talk about action versus talk because I think that's where I humbly <laughs> um, got kind of pulled through this tornado with yeah. in terms of what they say versus what they do. So does this apply, we're we talking about this in the dating sense, like actions speak louder than words. Yes, actions speak louder than words. Um, it's all about that follow through action when mm. they talk. It's about the consistency. So have you found yourself in situations where the guys will talk and doesn't ever follow through? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I knew that, but for I the mean, listeners, my, my whole life <laughs> from my father. Oh my god! I need to start paid therapy. <laughs> yeah, action versus talk. Um, walk the walk, but cannot. Can talk the talk, but can't walk the walk. Action without um, action without follow through is the pretty much just breadcrumbing. Yeah, and it just allows you to create this version of the person in your head that's nowhere in the realm of reality yeah um and you can create all this potential because you're hearing all these things um and they're breadcrumbing you a little bit while you're with them physically mm. you know you're in the same room as them you have a one-on-one with them and you know they're just saying everything and they're like saying it with such conviction and while you're spending that time with them you feel like he could follow through like you know even when he talks about things that he's done in his past you're like this shows like a really good person or this shows that someone that kind of knows where he's at in his life um with that um it's like when you romanticize guys in your head so just say you go on a really good day or something like that you spend time with them amazing you go home before (laughs) bed you start like creating scenarios in your head and when boys are talking out their assholes (laughs) (laughs) sorry but that's absolutely right it feeds the addiction of romanticizing them in your head yeah I had like the amount of times I've had guys tell me, um, I don't play any games, like I'm a straight shooter. Red flag. As soon as I say that, I call them out on it. They're always the worst people. And then they say it like from the jump too. They're always like, oh, I'll just say what's on my mind. I'll, I'll be upfront. I don't like playing these games. They're the ones that will have you shackled. <laughs> yeah. So those ones. They're dribbling the ball circles yeah. around you. You can't see because you think he's a straight shooter. Your laces are tied together. Oh my god! I feel like you're having a lot of like epiphanies today. I am. It's okay. God. We all have regrets. We've all been played around by men. Yes. And it's part of learning. I mean, you never learn more than when you experience it yourself. A hundred percent. And you sometimes know. it's like that canon event. You just have to go through mm, it. You have to. You know what I mean. Um, but it, it is every time that they say something and there's no follow through, it just feels like you've had the rug slip from mm. under you, mm-hmm. like every single time. And you always kind of have that hope that, 
oh, that was because something came up or that was because of this. But he is a good person. He just like have this conviction that he is going to follow through. So I'll give you an example. Sure. More of a question to you, actually. Um, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) So just say the guy you're seeing is consistently saying how he's going to take you to meet his friends or go on a date in public. Yeah. And he never does. Yeah. And always is like, oh, let's hang out of yours. Let's order in, whatever. Never says what he's going to do, but mm. always reassures you that it's going to happen. Yeah. Do you ever ask him about it? Do you ever say, hey, when are we doing this? No, I've never said that. I've always kind of just gone with the flow, which was why last episode or the one before we were like death to the chill girl. Because mm-hmm. I was very much like, I'm just happy he wants to hang out. So yeah. Whatever he wants to do, let's do it. And because when I did go over to his place, um, I met his housemates and stuff. So I took that as a consolation prize. I was like, oh, but I've, I've kind of met people that he lives with and that he sees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's um, anyway. Um... Yeah. So I took that as like a consolation prize. And because he'd come back and be like, oh, yeah, because I remember on our first like sort of hang out I want to call it a date because it didn't consist of date things but um it was at someone's house it was at his house and his housemate we hung out with his housemate and watched the tennis it was in the summer um and then his housemate's girlfriend was there girl it doesn't matter anyway note to all the girlies out there if you meet his housemates means nothing you're not meeting his friends. No. He's not taking you out of his way on the streets to meet his friends. No, he's not like, hey, me and my friends are doing this. Come join us. There he would say, that. hey, me and my friends are doing this. I'll come to yours after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was this and one time where he was like telling me about this. Um, this is really embarrassing. Um, he's He was going to some party, a birthday party. And I was hanging out with him during that day. And he was going later. And he was getting dressed. He was going as like a Peaky Blinder guy. And he was telling me how like other people were joining that he didn't know. And I was like kind of hoping that he would invite me. And I just never got that invite. To be fair, not to ever defend this rat, but I never bring anyone I'm seeing around my friends or my family ever. I've never done that too. But I'm toxic and so are you. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so I think that consists like that was all talk because he would kind of go about, you know, his brother because he had a twin brother and was really close to a few of his friends and wanted us to all hang out and he would talk about it a lot it was always making these extravagant plans of all the things that we could do together and it was always coming from his initiative it was always like oh i want to do this with you i want to take you here i want to do that because you were going with the flow so you would never bring up the idea of meeting anyone because you didn't want to freak him out yeah but he's always doing it so you assume that he actually means it exactly and i also never um asked to hang out with him it was very much like he would message like, what are you up to? Did you want to catch up or something? You're being a chill girl. Yeah. Chill girl's dead. She's gone. Is she? She is. She's dead. She's been cremated. <laughs> um, another one of the things is the consistency in communication regarding Oof. action versus talk. I was like not getting the communication I would have liked to get from someone I was dating. What'd she do about it? I would um, talk to you about it. <laughs> I'd be like, Lucy, I haven't heard from him all day. I haven't heard from him in a few days. Um, let's go to the beach. Yeah. Let's cry. McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. The let's amount go of times gifts. that summer that I like went to the beach yeah. and cried was 
unbelievable whenever i was like what are you doing you were like i'm at the beach and i was like oh god yeah like 911 let's do a back as run gal yeah so there was no consistency you know and he would always tell me when we were together like he works really late hours or unpredictable shifts and you know he's got a lot going on but that he'd always try to communicate with me um so any kind of morsel that he would feed me regarding that communication like whether it was like a snapchat picture whether it was anything i would like eat that up i'm like oh look this is him trying no it wasn't it was again bread i mean yeah i mean he's trying with multiple people yeah so it's very sporadic communication um it just left me wondering like what is he doing with all his time Mm. because like clearly i'm not the one he's talking to um, but I would never let my mind wander off in that direction. I just feel like, oh, it's just because he's got so much going on. Mm. He's like the busiest person on earth. And I get that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm a chill girl. Exactly. Um, so that was one of the biggest things for me is that there was hardly any communication from his end. Or if it was like late at night or things like that. It's hard because they know how much to feed you to keep you on the hook. Yeah. But never enough to make it anything more than it is. No, never, never enough. Mm. Yeah. And especially because like when we were together, there was always so much affection and there was so much mm. like coming from his end. And so I always felt like a little bit secure when I was with him. I was like, this is exactly like how it should be. I would always leave feeling like settled mm. and then immediately just started to feel unsettled as soon as I was like out of eyesight yeah. to him. Like it was definitely out of sight, out of mind mentality when I was with him. So that sucked. Um, another big thing and I think this goes a little bit towards love bombing as well it was how he was always expressing his feelings to me Um, you know from the get go it was very much big declarations it was like I've never met anyone like all this like bullshit stuff that they do when they say all these like loving things and then there's no kind of follow through it's like if you're saying you love me yeah and that you want to marry me (laughs) Not that I wanted to marry you, firstly. Okay, no, he's not listing beds, relax. Okay, I just want can... that to be clear. I just like, it just was weird because he seemed so obsessed with me in the beginning. And I didn't know any better. I'm like, oh, this is how it is. You know when people are in those long-term relationships and they're always like, oh, you just know, like it just clicks. So in my head, I think I was thinking, well, maybe this is what it's like when it's clicks. And I always felt safe because I thought he liked me more than I liked him. And I was like, cool, I can just like catch up to him. But boys have no issues pursuing because it's like their traditional role in dating is they can pursue and not feel weird or cringe about it. Whereas girls feel weird and cringe about it when they're like the ones pursuing. Yeah, 100%. Like that um, metaphor where they say, you know, whatever you chase runs away. Yeah. If they're heavily love bombing you, it's inconsistent with their actions. I mean, it's very easy to tell. Again, and that's all talk and no action as well. Especially early on in the beginning. Yeah. If he's saying I love you on the first date. Mm. I was like, finally. I mean, obviously, I'm amazing. Finally, someone knows my worth and can see me. Like, they love me from the instant they met me. Like, that's that's like soulmate shit. See, this is why we're in therapy. (laughs) This is why we're out here doing a podcast. (laughs) Because we've lived. We've been on these streets. I've been through my canon event, you guys. That was one of them. Um, multiple times. <laughs> it was a repeated canon event until I learned my lesson. Until I forced you yeah. to learn your lesson. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. consent. <laughs> Have you ever experienced the action versus talk? 
I feel like if they ever are too much full on with their affection and whatnot, like saying these silly I love yous, I mean, a dime a dozen, seriously, because <laughs> I'm so amazing. Um, it's it's not really it, – it annoys me because straight away I always call them out on that, like <laughs> – <laughs> You love me? Bam! Pop, pop! (laughs) Um, no, um... You like it? Yeah, no. If they do anything first or second day, um, I have a funny banter with them about it. I think I'm always like, shut up, whatever. Because it's love bombing. They know it. Yeah. It feeds into the romanticization that we were talking about before. But I think my issues lie with kind of... It, then actually accepting when it's like something has been consistent and they actually do say nice stuff to me and that's kind of valid because we've actually it's not the first date or whatever yeah I struggle to then accept that because I've been mm. messed around so many times before yeah. it's like when do you know it's real how do you trust these people yeah how do we avoid being breadcrumbed <laughs> well it's not gonna happen overnight for sure that's the first thing and I think it's important to just kind of recognize the discrepancies by all these huge declarations that they say and what follow through is happening. Mm. Is there little to no follow through? I think it's also good to check within yourself. Like if you're feeling unstable here and if you're just feeling anxious about something, then there's realness there. Like your yeah. body's recognizing that this hot and cold attitude is not good for you. For sure. If you're getting yeah. that anxiety that is inexplainable, because I feel like I'm very hyper aware when energy switch, uh, yeah. switch. 100%. and that a lot of that's also can be too much sometimes and I'm overthinking but your body knows it can yeah. feel when their energy has switched up 100% yeah so once you feel that energy switch and once you feel like if you're not with them physically then you don't know what's going on I think that's a point where you have to take a step back and be like, well, I'm not going to pour 110% into someone that's giving me 5% of their time and energy. Literally. And I think that is like one of the biggest lessons is as much as you may like this person or you think that you do with their potential, um, you don't like them. You like what you have in your head, but is your ideal man. They're not your ideal man in reality. So take a step back and like look after yourself because they're looking after themselves. They're doing what makes them happy. They're happy to have you on the side and some other girl on the side. Like, they're happy to do all these things. And what serves them, they will do. Mm. Men have no qualms about what serves them and their needs. Yeah. So we need to look after ourselves and our needs. Yeah. Like, evaluate if you're falling in love with the idea of them. Yeah. Or them. Exactly. 100%. And falling in love with, like, falling in love with their potential or them. Yeah. Which is that. And I think when I heard, like, um, the song Potential by Summer Walker, I was like, damn. Even Summer Walker knows. So I think it's just important to recognize your worth and your value. And if you're pouring into someone and you're not receiving anything in return, you're going to burn out and mm. you're going to feel like you've invested so much. So I think always just like checking in with yourself and like, how am I feeling about this situation right here? Do I feel disrespected? Do I feel like something sus is going on? You know what I mean? So yeah. I ignored all those signs along the way. If he's doing stuff that you can't tell your friends about, check in that's the biggest one because i had to really like change stories yeah and then i slipped up and that's how you guys found out what were you thinking about when you were reconstructing the stories about him to your friends i was very much just thinking um 
because I kind of knew that you guys were on with your wits end with him already. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, you know, the date was fun, except for like this little aspect that I don't really want to like acknowledge or talk about. And I won't say it to you guys so that it could just be like, you can see like that he's okay. So just like trying to recreate the narrative so that you guys don't hate him so much. <laughs> As I say it out loud now. Yeah. Okay. Like you don't have to say anything. I see it on your face. I'm the- <laughs> I hear it in my voice. I know how silly it sounds. No, um, it always... No, everyone does it. You kind of just forget a few details. Yeah. Like, there was something that I remembered while I was reading this. And it was very, like... That you still haven't told me about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still finding about... about it's been two years. It's actually getting to the point with this situationship that I actually have to tell you to stop talking about him. You do, yeah. Which is very unhealthy. I know. I'm over him as well, to be clear. Whenever you have to reassure yourself. I know when you're trying to reassure yourself things. I'm fine. (laughs) Anyway, what's the thing that you haven't told me? Okay. So do you remember how I told you that he was talking to me a lot about like being exclusive with each other um and I was kind of like well I'm not really seeing anyone anyway so this is like not a deal for me so there was one night like just say I went to his place and he had bought a new box of condoms (laughs) so I had opened the box myself like I unwrapped the silicone and I was like grabbed one too (laughs) and then I hadn't seen him for a fortnight um because I'd gotten COVID and stuff and also he didn't invite me over (laughs) And then I come back to his place um, and he had to ask me like if I had some on me because he didn't have any on him. And I was like, <laughs> I opened up a fresh box like a fortnight ago. In my head, of course, none of this is said out loud. But How I, many are in the box? I don't know how many are in a box of condoms. I think like 12, 24. What did you say? I didn't say anything. I was just like, oh, like maybe he just has them in his bags. Like, like maybe he just has them on him. Like, I didn't like want to ask. I was just like pretty gutted. And I was like, okay, I have condoms on me. Did you buy those condoms? Yeah, well, I always have condoms on me. No, no, I didn't. The box? No, 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 I didn't buy his box. Using your condoms is another woman? (laughs) No, I didn't. I mean, this man has a baby. Yeah, I didn't buy. And um, now he learns how to use condoms? Exactly. No, but... And then he had the audacity to tell me um, that it's a red flag that I always have condoms on me. Anyway, it's okay. I mean, that's not even the worst thing he's ever done. That's true. That you've forgotten to tell me. So, I mean, that's light work for me today. (laughs) How does a man use that many condoms, honestly? I, two weeks you know what i thought actually when you're deathbed with covid and he's running around like a rabbit like a rat you know what i actually thought which was um this is me being ultimate delulu gal like ultimate delulu we love it yeah i was just like oh he's just probably giving it out to some of his friends in my head just like in terms of how i was able to process this and compartmentalize it i was like he's just giving it out to his friends because like we had the exclusive talk you know, he wanted me to be exclusive with him. So he's just like, you know, he couldn't see me for two weeks. So he was just giving out condoms to his brother and his friends when mm. they were going out. So Obviously, because yeah. other grown men can't buy their own condoms. It's like very hard to find. It's and hard. And they love using them. They'll be pulling them out straight away. <laughs> they do love to use them. 
It's not like he's ever told me that it's a red flag that I have condoms on me all the time. I mean, green flag is waving, girl. We love that. But I was just like, there's no way that, like, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. But it made sense that I'm a side bitch, as always. Like, I was one of many. I mean, if you're exclusive. He asked me to be exclusive. When we were going to Adelaide, I told him that we had Right before he goes to you. And stood you up. Double combo. Before that. Off you go. Here's some the last time, The last time I saw him, before he had done all that, he said to me, um, well, I hope you bring, like, your vibrator because, like, you're not doing anything. And I was like, it's a girl's trip. It'll be fine. Like, I know what I'm doing. And then, um, that's the, and then that was that night that I found out that he <laughs> didn't have any condoms on him. So... Um, Anyway, you know, you live so in your So what did you do with no condoms? Oh, you had condoms. I had some. I always carry. It's, my thought process is like, what can I get away with with this bitch? I'm going to, like... Him? Yeah. Surely he would remember that you unwrapped the condom box two Yeah, because ago. he's like... Actually, um, probably in the not. bathroom. Because I was one of... Probably oh. not, because there's a rotating door. Okay. Relax. If you're over it, that shouldn't hurt I'm, you. I'm, I am. Yeah. I'm just like processing the it's ro- okay i've given you new content to spiral like over tonight the rotating door i'm like rotating door pop pop oh my god i can't stop saying it um so moving along from action versus talk and breadcrumbing and love bombing all that really good stuff it's a lot i did want to talk about um weaponized incompetence today uh, I've been seeing a lot of TikTok videos on it, and I think it also pairs well with the action versus talk. Um, so, really, what weaponized incompetence is? Oh God, it's like so annoying to talk about because I just get really angry. But do you sometimes see those couple TikTok videos of the husband and wife, and the wife asks the husband to do a task like, "Please wash the dishes," mm. and then the husband. Um, he washes the dishes, but then he doesn't say, for example, maybe wipe down the bench or put the leftovers in the fridge. So he does the singular task that wife said. And then it's like this joke that the woman comes back in the kitchen. And it's like, oh, like you could have done X, Y, Z, but didn't. Haha, my husband's so silly. Like that's just the husband brain. That shit drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me so angry. They're just being conditioned by society to think that men are idiots when it comes to yeah. domestic duties. Chakras aligned. <laughs> so they act clueless and they pretend to be clueless. So like long enough where it's almost like pointless to ask them to do anything because it's more trouble than it's worth. And that's what drives me crazy because they do this on purpose. Yeah, they're not proactive. They're not proactive. And I think they grow up and their mothers cater to their every need. I know that it happens a lot in Arabic cultures. Or they expect the wife. Yeah. That's part of their duties. 100%. And I think when they start to like live with a girlfriend or live with their partner the domestic duties slowly pivot towards the woman always um because they expect that that's what women traditionally are supposed to do anyway do you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i think the women sometimes see what the man does like his version of cleaning and it's like well it's more trouble than it's worth for him to do it and then i have to do it again over Mm. his work yeah and i think that the man suddenly has all this extra free time on his hands because the woman is now doing all the things in the household while she has her own life and ex to do as well. I feel like I saw a statistic and it was, it said something like women take on three times as much unpaid care and domestic work as men around the world. Around the world. Around the world. Yeah. 
So I can see it. And also with, in regards to, you know, females as usual doing more than men, mm-hmm. um, it's like when you see those couples older, or I don't know, maybe younger, but like traditionally those older couples go through a divorce, the female like thrives, has a stunning house, it's put together. The guy normally squalor. falls apart. Lives on His squalor. caveman, unshaven, like messy, dusty. Like he's got a fold-out chair. His clothes are also like the dinners he cooks yeah. himself. Frozen meals, takeout. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Trash overflowing. And this is when the divorce happens because the woman's asked for the divorce, and you know, like usually how men have like another one to get to. Like if the man's asking for a divorce, usually it's because they have another woman lined up, so they will be taken care of in that transition. Mm. But if it's like a woman asking and there's no like setup for the man to go to another woman, she's fed up. The squalor that he's living in. And then that's when they realise, that's when they realise how much the wife has been doing around the house. Yeah, 100%. This unpaid labour. And they just haven't taught themselves the life skills to thrive. No, I mean, even when I see my parents, who are not a good example in any regard, but um, (laughs) just like their dynamic with the domestic duties and the chores and stuff and like the expectations from my dad to have like a freshly cooked meal every day and to... um, you know cook things from scratch all the time like what are you doing with your time why can't you make this bread from scratch why can't you do this from scratch um yeah that was always there from the from the get-go and even just how the chores were divided between like the girls and the boys in the family very Mm. very unfair like it was always like oh the boys will do mowing the grass which was like a once a month situation whereas we had daily duties that would just accumulate constantly it was very annoying yeah and it's also the perception that the older generation have as well is they always say things like you'll never find a man if you can't cook yeah like i can't cook but bitch He'll be cooking yeah. for me. Also, why can't he cook? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm not signing up to be his mother. No. I'm signing up to be his girlfriend and yeah. we can share the responsibilities or we can do and also, together. Why doesn't he know how to cook as an adult who's living at a home? To uh, stand by men on that point, I too don't know how to cook very That's well. True. I did light my air fryer on fire the other day. That was an unbelievable thing to see. So look, men can win this round. <laughs> I don't want them to win any round. I'm just saying that the effort yeah. to like live on your own. When I can living, cook my meals. Yeah. I can cook meals. But it's not just about that. I think it's just about the like mentality of, you know, when you're living alone or when you're living with housemates, you take, you look after the space that you're using. So yeah. you're in the kitchen, you cook, you clean up after yourself. If you are, you know, doing laundry, you make sure that it's, finished before the other person can get there do you know what i mean like it's making sure that you're looking after yourself in the space that's shared whereas with um you know when a man gets with a woman and you know they live together or they're married automatically stops like automatically she'll do it and you know she's doing it anyway if a female girlfriend whatever cooks this amazing meal it's like say amazing thank you when a guy cooks a meal or you tell your friends your boyfriend's cooking for you oh my god he is amazing you better hold on to him the my the most basic Your man task. cooks for you? Wow. Love him in, gal. He's a winner. I was like, yeah. I mean, as he should as an adult. Yes, please. And like, I remember one time my mum had, she was in hospital. She had surgery. She was going to be there for like, I think two nights or something. So we had like frozen food to make sure that like my dad could reheat afterwards. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And also there was like, I think one time where he wanted to cook something. 
I can't express to you the bomb that was the kitchen. There was like he he brought out all like mm. everything, the mixer, everything, and like there was just like a trail of mess around the whole kitchen. The cupboard had splattered things on them. It was a nightmare to clean up. And of course he didn't clean it because he's like, oh, I cooked. You guys enjoyed your meal. He went to the lounge room to watch TV and me and my sister had to like de-clean the kitchen. We had to have hazmat suits on and like put this back to a decent state. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like with my grandparents. If she went on a girl's trip with my mum and whatnot, went away or treated herself, you know, went on a holiday, she would make sure that her husband had every single meal frozen and ready to go mm. for when she, every day she was away. Like, this man is not capable of looking after himself. Not simply because he couldn't. It's just that he's grown up yeah. with this. Yeah. And just now refuses to. Exactly. It's it's really frustrating to see. And I hate, like, those couple videos where they make it seem like a joke. And, like, you look at the comments and there's a bunch of other couples that are like, oh, yeah, this is how husbands are like. Oh, yeah, my wife mm. does that too. And it's like, this it's is different. toxic. Yeah. It's different when, you know, acts of service is your love language and yeah. in terms you like, I know a lot of people enjoy cooking for their loved I, one. I love cooking for There's people. There's differences between them expecting it and you doing yeah. it because you want to. And also when the expectation comes in a form of duty, like this is your role. This is what mm. you need to do, you know, and if, if you have to ask for help and it's done incorrectly or if it's done without any kind of acknowledgement of, you know, what else can I do? You know, I live here as well. But it's almost like servitude at that point. That's when my blood boils, you know. Weaponized incompetence. Slash so cooking. Mad. And I've also read somewhere, Loki saw on TikTok, <laughs> um, that the happiest man is a married man and the happiest woman is a single woman. No with attachments, no children, a nothing. single woman with no kids. Single woman with no kids. Us. Are we happy? Um, <laughs> I'm I just kidding. How happy I am on a daily basis. A hundred percent, because you hit that age when all your friends have little rugrats and husbands, yes. little gremlins. <laughs> now yeah. you reach that age when you know you've got young kids, you've got a husband, you've got a lot of responsibilities. People at that age now have, if you don't have that, you have all this disposable income to spend on yourself and upgrading your lifestyle and yeah. just everything for 100%. you. Hundred percent. And you know, I've seen. Um, one of my housemates, she had a boyfriend who was very much incompetent. <laughs> and I remember this one time, they were cooking in the kitchen, having dinner. And all of a sudden, I hear like, what are you doing? That's not how you peel corn. I said, peel. I said, peel. And then I was like, damn, uh, over corn? <laughs> and a couple of days later, I asked her and she said, oh, because he was um grating the corn off the cob, like a fresh corn with the leaves on it, like he made a whole mess of it. And I was like, how do you mess so it like, up? Like, you just have, have leaves. Like, you have to peel off the green, like, leaf, leaves, I want to say. And then the corn's underneath, right? So he was doing it all wrong. The and leaves like, and, like, the shredded Yeah, like, all cabbage. of that. So I think he was doing all of that at once or something. And Where are they buying their corn from? I was like, what? She goes, yeah, but, you know, he lived with his mom. So, like, he's never had to do this on his own. And I'm like, mm. They get congratulated for being an adult. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I was like, cool, 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 cool. Or even just fathers. When they're looking after the kids solo. Oh, my God. Amazing. Look at that guy in the park with the baby. I know. Single dad or like... The bare minimum. Women do that? Oh, yeah. Standard. Standard, her job. Or like a guy does grocery shopping with his kids or does pickups, school pickups. Oh, my God. Give him a medal. He's showing up. What is the difference between 
weaponized incompetence and just not knowing? Well, I think the first one is the attitude towards the task. Mm. Is it more like, I can't do it, you do it. Just complete utter denial of what the task is. Or it's like, oh, I'll do it, but I'll do it badly so that I'll never have to do that task again. Um, And I think the flip coin of like maybe not knowing how to do the task or unsure of where that task is supposed to be completed is really just saying, you know, can you help me do the task so I know how to do it better for next time? Did I do it okay? Is there anything else I can do? I think it's just that acknowledgement of there's a lot going on right now. And how can I help? Like, how can I make sure that instead of I'm just sitting on the couch watching TV or playing video games or completely ignoring what's going on in the household, how can we both sit on the couch and know that everything's fine? Um, that's what I'm imagining couples do. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just thinking like the environment, if it's like complete chaos, and one's up doing everything and the other one is sort mm. of relaxing, completely avoiding the situation. How can you both kind of work together on these tasks to ensure that there's a shared responsibility mm. versus a singular responsibility? I think that's important. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you feel like the balance is even? Yeah. And what I find is when I start resenting them. Yeah. Just little things. And that's, sometimes it's not even enough to even say anything, but yeah. you're just like, Mm, they've left their like cutlery out and yeah or they've washed all their dishes and they've just left my cup yes on the coffee table and i think that comes in with housemates sometimes i know that me and my old housemate we were really close for a while and even though things were good like in terms of our friendship we i felt like i was a cleaning up after her a lot like I was Mm. doing like the weekly house clean if I saw her dish in the sink I'll just put it in and she relied on that so much that it became like a constant occurrence for Mm. her so I think that that weaponized incompetence can also fall in like the housemate category yeah just being taken advantage of taking advantage well isn't that at the end of the day what weaponizing your yeah. incompetence is yeah exactly and they're like oh she always used to say like oh I was gonna get to that yeah when it's been three days um sorry (laughs) sorry (laughs) Sorry, we're setting boundaries. Flashback. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, this one time she had cleaned the fridge for the first time she did any chores in ages. And then I was like, do you want me to clap? You contributed to this household. Thank you so much. Damn, we really triggered in there then. (laughs) Off topic. Um, Alrighty then. Moving along. Also, if you know that they're capable yeah all right so i did want to also discuss what else babs drum roll what counts as cheating yes or no edition all right um like certain types of pictures on instagram like bikini thirst pictures no no like someone's pic that they used to hook up with yes posting provocative pictures of themselves no sliding into dms yes owning a dating app but not using it yes a hundred percent yes flirting with a stranger yes hanging with an ex or someone they used to hook up with yes um sharing a bed with someone yes (laughs) um hooking up with someone else wait what was the end of that question (laughs) Sharing a bed with someone else, but doing nothing sexual. Like if it's yes. just, right. 
um, hooking up with someone else if you've been dating a few weeks, but you're not exclusive. Wait, can you repeat? My brain just... Hooking up with someone else if you've been dating for a few weeks, but haven't been officially exclusive yet. No. Emotional affairs. Like getting emotional with yes. someone else. Affair. You just said affair. Right. <laughs> Emotionally building with someone else. How about that? Emotionally attached to someone else, building with someone else. Yes. All right. I did want to talk about one though. Okay, we said... can go back and talk about them because a few of them I was like, oh, well. Yeah. Okay, firstly, um, I think the liking certain pictures on Instagram, I feel like we don't need to read too much into that. I think if it's like a, they're social, like they're friends and stuff. Sorry, I was just backing uh, I was like, what's his name? <laughs> um, I think if it's like a, from a friend group, that's fine. But what do you think about like Instagram models or something like that? Do you think that's a big deal? What did I say? Yes. You said that it's not cheating. Uh, yes. Look, I don't, I'm quite secure in myself. Yeah. If someone is liking... If my boyfriend is liking other people's photos, half the time if they're models and whatnot, yeah, like, okay, I can thirst trap over men too. Like, you know? So it's kind of, I don't see it as cheating because I think, I don't know how to like word it, but it depends. It can sometimes make you look a bit silly if your boyfriend is consistently liking like bikini pics of other models and he's just thirsty for all these other models it's just it's a bit weird it's just like can you just not like it just appreciate and move on maybe that's what it is because i think um a part of me is like if he's liking say you know swimsuit illustrate what's that thing called swimsuit illustrated yeah oh sports illustrated sports illustrated like if it's like sort of those kind of model bikini shots and stuff like that i kind of would i think i would get a little bit self-conscious because i'm like i don't even look anything like these women yeah so i think in my head i'd be like oh like this is that what he really wants but that's my own insecurities but also if your boyfriend is watching porn would you consider that cheating no i I mean people are allowed to love you and the way you look but also be able to appreciate other women's bodies i mean obviously there's a line here and i mean if i'm noticing them so much that they're so thirsty yeah for these women i think like say the line would be like if they're liking these instagram posts well and fine but then if they like slide into their dms Like if you're sitting, if we're in bed together and you're sitting on Instagram going through and liking all these photos and like, that's when I would kind of be like, Mm, weird, you're kind of putting your attention on other women when I'm right here, kind of energy. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Especially if you're trying to spend quality time with them. Yeah. It just kind of depends for me. But if, you know, here and there, they like a photo, bikini shot. I mean, I'm doing the same with amazing, gorgeous women. You know, gorgeous women. I also tend to like a lot of F1 drivers. Exactly. (laughs) Like you're allowed to have kind of, especially when they're so like unobtainable. Yeah. I mean, if it's someone they've slept with or someone in our circle or someone you've got a weird energy from, Mm. that's more where my insecurities would lie. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, Which I guess leads us to the other one. Um, Owning a dating app and not using it. I mean, that's just like end it right here. And it's like, how do I know? Yeah, and also... How do I know you're not deleting messages? Why not just have it... Like, why have it at all? And why need it? Why do you need yeah. it? Like, if you're... If we're, like, now exclusively dating and we're in, a, like, a relationship, what is the point of this app I now? would... Delete it. Hinge was made to be deleted. Yeah, and if you're... Like, you've got it because you think we're going to break up soon or whatever, like, let's break up now, babe. Yeah. I'll save you the time. <laughs> I, I would love to be in this situation simply because I would love to see 
what bullshit they'll pull out of their ass. How many times am I going to say a-hole today? <laughs> That's your favorite word. Word of the day. When I talk about men. Asshole. <laughs> um, the sharing bed with someone else, but like nothing sexual. Um, look. It is weird though. Like I would just be like feel icky about the situation. It would make me feel a bit tense. Yeah. I wouldn't really classify it as cheating. Depends. Like what if we're at a festival and everyone's like camping in the same That's tent? what I was thinking. Or yeah. like what if you guys all come back from a night out and everyone's just crashing everywhere? But it is strange for me. I would yeah. appreciate it. It would make me feel a bit weird. I would appreciate if my boyfriend went and slept on the couch yeah. or something like also what situation yeah. are we in that you can't find another I area also to was sleep? like my i would also like to think that my friends are not in bed with my boyfriend mm. it's weird to even say that as a scenario but i would trust them more to like not put themselves in some situation where it could be read wrong mm. yeah and yeah it just it's just weird because we'd never be in that kind of situation yeah. and if we are just find somewhere else it yeah. makes me feel weird sleep just take on. the floor in the bathtub i don't care um i think that there's if there's anything that you're hiding from your partner what is that the same question no i'm just saying that uh. if there's anything that you're hiding from your partner i think that is just equivalent as you're kind of in the gray zone of cheating that's how i would read it if there's something that you're doing that you'd know would make your partner feel insecure, unhappy, disrespected. But what if they were just like, oh my God, hey, crazy night. Slept in, and they were so open about they slept in the same bed with this person. And it was literally just like a brush, or like a laughter kind of energy. Like, because that's how secure they are with you. See, I don't I have trust uh, issues. So I would yeah. be like... I think that's like my thing is that if once there's like a little bit of like mistrust like a thought of mistrust or mm. a thought of like doubt on that person that will only just grow that's my yeah. thing so if yeah someone's doing something and i'm just like that feels weird i'm not happy with that outcome like that mistrust is only going to grow there's nothing to like put a blanket over that mm. the fire started do you know what i mean yeah so that's what would stress me out is like how like if they put themselves in situations constant well not constantly but if i can see like a pattern of situations mm. that they put themselves in where it could be read wrong and then i'm left feeling like am i overthinking this yeah. or is this like a thing yeah i would be like i don't know what's happening here but yeah. i'm very uncomfortable and my head in this situation also goes to men are idiots and men will i always expect men to do the worst yes and just i don't i don't have any faith in them to always like do the right thing but girls my friends yeah if they did something wrong i would not expect it i expect yes. the women to uphold my values their values yeah so that would be kind of i would be more disappointed to be honest in them that's what i'm saying like i'm saying that i would like to know that my friends wouldn't get into bed with my yeah. partner just because like what yeah that's what i'm saying like i know boys are boys will fuck you over every which way yeah they, what's that saying men will leave you in the desert without yeah. water Asshole and deserts. Favorite sayings. <laughs> but my girlfriends won't. No. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's like or I would, if like, they do, they're not really. No. The Kick people. them out. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. I think. We um. But yeah, I just think that anything that is in that gray area when it comes to cheating, it's like why put yourself in that situation? Mm. And I think that men like to test the waters and the boundaries of their relationships. Like, what can I get away with? Mm. And it's also a good chance to set boundaries as well. Yeah. Like if you're like, that made me feel weird and then they do it again. 
Bah, yeah, bah. especially after you've already set that precedent, like, I didn't like what happened and can we yeah. not do that again? And I know that people come into relationships with baggages from other relationships. Mm. So there could be something that's like, oh, she's insecure about this because that's hurt her in the past. So then why do it again? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's respect each other and like build on this versus like, let's see where I can push this. I think that's the big thing when it comes mm. to cheating for me is, yeah. It puts yourself and it also puts your like your character into question so why are you putting yourself in that situation where now you have that title as a cheater or like unfaithful and doing all these like snaky shit what's the point of that yeah. if you're unhappy then just leave but men like to bounce from one woman to the next they don't want to be single yeah dogs love that <laughs> um do you think that the saying like once a cheater always a cheater is accurate yeah Great, I do too. And yet, men can learn, but I feel like once they know, what do they, they need to learn? I'm sorry, but cheating yeah. is cheating. Okay, <laughs> cheating's wrong. What? Oh, I needed to try cheating to see and learn I that think, it's a bad thing to do. I think I saw a TikTok that's like Steve Harvey was like, men can learn and men can change, but he's like, you don't have to stick around for those changes. Fair enough. But I'm thinking like, if you're going behind someone's back and sleeping with someone else. Every step along the way is cheating. They're not. It's an active choice. Like, sorry, are you a five-year-old in learning the alphabet? No. Cheating, you know, black and white. You're an adult. I had to try that. And now I know that it's wrong, so <laughs> I, I won't like do it again. Once they also get at the taste of, like, being successful in their cheating, when they were able to, like, successfully hide it behind their partner's back and go all the way, they know that they can do it and now. The monster has been born. Yeah. They're just like, well, I did it. I got away with it. I mean, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, I feel like the events that have transpired in my life just very easy to recognize as a bystander of other relationships that I've witnessed. Yeah, cheating is cheating. Yeah, and I've also seen, I had had in the past um, a female friendship where she was cheating. Um, she it was very obvious that she was unhappy in her relationship. It was towards the end of it, and she was ex. Oh, what's that word sorry she was um being accessible towards other men and mm. entertaining them and talking with them and flirtatious sexual undertones addresses were exchanged i think something did definitely happen there and i would consider that cheating but she was adamant that she's just talking and reconnecting with old friends For sure. they were never friends in the first place but i feel like well, wait, read, read, read the question again. Hooking up with someone else if you've been dating for a few weeks but haven't been officially exclusive yet. Dating for a few weeks isn't that long a time. I think like dating them, mm. maybe. Yeah. Maybe a few weeks is obviously just like the talking stage yeah. nowadays. But if you've been consistently dating someone and but you obviously haven't had that official conversation, mm. I want to say like that three to six month mm. mark, um, and they are hooking up with other people and you find out, how does that affect you? Mm. I find that it doesn't, like, I'm not really that, like, I've never really cared that much because if I'm finding that they're showing me enough attention and affection and it's not, like, wishy-washy and whatnot, I've never really thought about, like, other women they're entertaining yeah. or whatnot, so it's never really been an issue. Like, if I'm getting consistent 
energy, which probably no. wouldn't happen if they're cheating. I don't know. These men are masterminds and females. But, you know, um, and we haven't had a chat about it, so I'm never really – that's not playing on my I've mind. I've never gotten to that point in any relationship, firstly. But I think that, again, I think the consistency is a big one here. If you are – if they're treating you with, like, respect and dignity throughout the relationship, if you guys are moving forward and if you feel like mm. there's something there, I think that – that's the dating game you know yeah. especially if you meet them on an online dating app of course they're like talking to other people i think that's just an assumption you yeah. need to have until you guys have that i think official conversation like i want to be exclusive with you let's do this together i think that's the point where it's like a reset yeah. like anything that happens after that point that's when you can be like well that made me unhappy and that feels like yeah. disrespectful after the conversation has been had it's very black and white for me yeah 100% I also think for me that once that miss that once that trust is gone I'm gone because mm-hmm. I don't know if I can ever stay in a situation <laughs> don't laugh at me I've never I mean we never had that like we <laughs> that is it for today guys oh. um we have spoken about a lot of different things but i hope you enjoy this episode and we'll catch you guys next week all right see ya bye-bye say bye bye yes mom i did come out very